I'm Addie Lowen. Here's a Steinbeck Online Daily News for Friday, April 23rd. Let's begin with this. It seems the Arm of St. Anne will be the first in our region to have retail cannabis sales. Connor Gerbrandt has that story. It's a business much like you would have for a hotel or a liquor store or anything else. A virtual public hearing on the matter was held last night, and Deputy Reeve Randy Eros notes he was almost surprised by the lack of demonstration. The Husky gas station in Richer was looking to sell recreational marijuana, and Eros says the only letters of opposition council received were from the local school division and LUD committee. After some discussion, council approved the venture, aware of its uniqueness to the region. It's a changing world. It may be the first, but it's not going to be the the only one by a long shot. Um, I guess I don't see that as groundbreaking that we're first. Eros is uncertain when cannabis sales will start, but says from a municipal perspective, the applicant may begin at any time. I'm Connor Gerbrandt. And a young male was airlifted from a rural property near Tolstoy Wednesday night after being injured by a piece of farming equipment. A spokesperson for Star says the air ambulance was dispatched to a location just west of the community at around 7.30. There, according to Stars, they cared for and transported a male in his early teens who had sustained traumatic injuries as a result of a farming incident. The boy was transported to the Children's Hospital at the Health Sciences Centre in Winnipeg in serious but non-life threatening condition. And Council for the Arm of Hanover has set its budget for 2021. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. Chief Financial Officer Derek DeCruz says Hanover will be collecting about $21 million in taxes this year. Only about $9.1 million of that is municipal taxes, while the rest is education. He identifies one of the highlights of this year's budget. We've got a fairly aggressive capital plan of just over $4 million. Uh, one of the key highlights I would say this year is going to be sidewalk pathways that we're, we're looking at in all five of the communities in the organization. So it is uh, hopefully going to put some new cement down and, and, and see some new pathways re- ready for people to walk on. Day Cruz says whether your taxes are going up or down depends on where you live in the municipality. For a home assessed at $250,000, taxes will go up $71 in Grunthal, $43 in Blumenort, $29 in Mitchell, $6 in the rural area, and $3 in New Bothwell, and will go down $90 in Kleefeld. I'm Shannon Duick. Our province has announced three priority communities where residents are now eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. Dr. Joss Reimer with the Vaccine Implementation Task Force made the announcement this afternoon. Beginning today, anyone who is 18 and over and lives in the downtown east, Inkster East, and Point Douglas South neighbourhoods in Winnipeg is now eligible to make an appointment for their COVID-19 vaccine. In addition, uh, people who work in specific jobs in those three communities are also eligible. Those specific jobs include people who work in schools and childcare facilities, those employed in food processing facilities, grocery stores and convenience stores, and employees of retail gas stations at any place that serves food directly to the public. Dr. Reimer says additional communities, including ones outside of Winnipeg, will be announced next week. And with that, here are today's COVID-19 case count numbers. As public health officials have confirmed, there are 181 new cases of the virus in our province. Of those, 21 are in Southern Health, including six in the St. Anne Labrookery District, one in Taché, and one in the Niverville Richont District. As well, another two Manitobans with COVID-19 have died. Both men lived in the Winnipeg Health Region. Meanwhile, eligibility to be immunized at a super site or pop-up clinic include individuals aged 50 or older, and First Nations people aged 30 or older. 
and the Member of Parliament for Provence says both Manitoba and Canada need a targeted plan for reopening our economy. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. Ted Falk says after 13 months of restrictions and lockdowns, neither our province nor our country have provided any indication that we are any closer to a world without restrictions. Over a year ago, we were told, give us two weeks of, uh, of, of sacrifice and, and then it'll all be fine. We just want to take the pressure off the ICUs. And, uh, and I think Manitoba said, hey, that's a reasonable request. We're going to do it. Well, two weeks has turned into over a year. And uh, there doesn't seem to be an end in sight at this point. In regards to reopening the Canada-U.S. border, Falk says it needs to be target-based so that Canadians know that once we reach certain benchmarks, we'll again be able to travel without restrictions. Further to that, Falk says he completely disagrees with the quarantine hotel initiative being forced by the Liberals. Falk says his opinion to ease restrictions has not changed, even with case counts climbing in Canada. I'm Shannon Duick. And members of the Richer Fire Department are still reeling from an intensely busy day fighting fires yesterday. Reporter Connor Gerbrandt has more. The commitment that these guys put in is phenomenal. Deputy Fire Chief David Reese says his day was sidetracked at around 11 o'clock yesterday morning when a brand new home in Richer suddenly burst into flames. That house fire sparked a grass fire, and when his crews had finally extinguished both, another grass fire ignited a few miles down and was followed by another structure fire. Therese, this only emphasizes the fact that the fire risk remains extremely high across his municipality. A lot of people seem to think, like, you know, hey, we just had four inches of snow and everything's soaking wet, but it, it was so dry before, that, you know, it was still extremely dry. So you combine that with the wind. It doesn't take much. Reese commands his crews and those from St. Anne who helped during the fiery ordeal and is hoping for a much quieter weekend. I'm Connor Gerbrandt. For details on these stories and more, including photos, video and interview, go to StandBackOnline.com. I'm Addie Lowen.